Welcome to the Writer's Block. This space is for aspiring writers, indie and published authors who desire tips, tricks and tools to foster confidence in your ability to write. This space is also for voice actors, editors and literary agents. All those people whom are writing adjacent. Let this space be a haven, a resource, and a reminder you can write all you see and see all you write. Grab your pens. We're about to circle the block. As a self-published author, even as a traditional author, remember you are a writer first. And as a writer, you need to remember you are the first partaker and protector of your intellectual property. While there are many, excuse me, while there are many places, reputable places for you to submit your work and you should, there are many places that are not reputable. Yet, these unreputable Places are powered by your ignorance. Now, what does that mean? This means that you must be knowledgeable of the paperwork attached to a submission. You must be fiercely protective over your intellectual property because no one else will. No one else will be first. This industry is wroth with people whom make sport of people who don't read contracts, who will not, who will not read releases and are just willfully ignorant. There is literally no other way around that. If you submit a work, whether again, this be a reputable or unreputable place. And the thing is, sometimes you don't know the entity by which you're submitting to is, is not reputable until you submit, which is why it is important that you ask for releases. But I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Because you are the first partaker of your work, you must be the first person to protect it. There should never be a time where you don't know where your work is or who was looking over it. There should never be a time that any work that you submit be out in the nebulous ether. There literally should never be a time by which you have submitted something and no one knows where it is, who it is, and you have no contact information on to how to get in touch with that person. I cannot stress this enough because the, the most horrible thing that I have seen in this industry is the lackadaisical attitude some writers have for their work. To me, and again, there are some writers who feel the same way and there are writers who think I may be a little bit too passionate about it, but it takes all kinds to make a world. There should never be a time, again, that you submit a work and no one know where it is. 
and you have no contact information on how to contact the person or entity by which you submitted something to. I've seen, I've seen it happen where people get their work stolen because they trusted the wrong people or they submitted under a pen name and they completely forgot or they didn't read all the release. And then when the uh, anthology or whatever is published, then you want to feign ignorance. Oh, nobody told me or I didn't know. It is essential for you as an indie author, as a self-published author, to be at least somewhat burst in the submission process. You need to understand that if you submit to an anthology, you need to know what the release is, how, if you choose, right, to have your work pulled from that anthology, you need to know how you can do that. As I've said before on this platform, this process of writing is 50% talent, 50% hustle. Half of the, again, going into that 50% that is hustle, you have to understand, at least, again, have a working knowledge of copyright, submission, and release. And the protection of your, of your intellectual property. If you don't have that working knowledge, anything will happen to you. Your work will be exploited. You will be exploited. And sometimes those are blows that will discourage you from continuing this journey any further. Let's delve into exactly why this is crucial. And hello, my linguistic acrobats. If you have made it this far in the show, you might as well keep going. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you find it, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Those five stars help to defeat the racism of the algorithm and help to bring more writers into this tribe. Back to the show. In Roxane Gay's masterclass, again, I cannot hype up masterclass enough. Even if you just get it for Roxane Gay and Walter Mosley, it's it more than pays for itself. Oh, and Neil Gaiman is on it too. Trust, it's it's a worthy investment. In Roxane Gay's masterclass, she spoke about you know contracts and getting paid and getting recognized for your work. This is not to say that you don't need to be consistent in your writing. You, you do. You, you really, really do. There's no other way around that. You only get better at writing by writing. I, if there was a better cheat sheet, beloved, I would tell you, I promise. Yet the one thing that Roxanne spoke about in her particular masterclass was contracts. Again, uh, most people who follow Roxane Gay on any platform knows that she's a teacher by trade. I think as of this particular program, uh, I believe she is still at Yale, I believe. And we know that, you know, that's her that's her bread and butter. That's the day job. And she also, you know, again, gives us pieces of her brilliance in written form. Yet when she spoke about contracts, intellectual property, she said, and again, it was a reminder to everybody listening that it is paramount that you as a writer retain control of your intellectual property. 
she also she also submitted for our approval, as it were. That if there are portions of, of your contract, if you happen not to have a lawyer or anyone you can go to for legal advice pertaining to intellectual property, she said to Google per, portions of a release or a contract by which you don't know. Because we know people lie, y'all. We know people lie. Yet at the same time, if it's written down, you need to know what it says. I'm going to say it again. If it is written in a contract and you don't know what it means, you need to know what it means. You have to know what is being said and what's being asked of you. And Roxanne Gay said this, and I completely agree that if you do not agree to the terms of a release or a contract, don't be afraid to say no. Your intellectual property is yours. Your thoughts are yours. People need to pay you for them or protect them. It's not good enough to say that, you know, I signed this release and I don't know where you know my work is. That's dangerous as a writer because, again, anybody can take your stuff. One of my nightmares as it relates to writing a publication is that someone steal my work, right? Something that I sat down at my computer crafted some, and crafted, something that I created or dreamed up at my computer or while I was in traffic. I mean, that has always been my galvanizing force forward as it relates to um, as it relates to protecting my own intellectual property. So when I get releases, when I get opportunities uh, given to me, I make sure to read them. I read them because it is essential that I know what is being asked of me. I do not give over my intellectual property. I do not. And I will not. If I submit to a certain publication or uh, contest or particular experience and I want to be credited as a pen name, I make sure that I lay, I put that there. Because sometimes you as a writer will forget. You also have to understand as you read these releases, as you as you read the necessity and necessities that are required of you as you submit work, you cannot feign ignorance later on. Because anything you submit to a work, again, if you read the release, it'll tell you that it is now property of that particular entity. That doesn't mean you cease to have rights to it. If anything, you also need to make sure as you submit that you retain, again, you retain author credit, that you retain writer credit, that you can, even if need be necessary for your writer resume, that you can credit this particular work as featuring your work. Again, this particular industry is dog eat dog, y'all. It is. So there are, again, it's 50% talent, 50% hustle. You have to know what is being said and you cannot feign ignorance once something happens that you necessarily didn't want to happen. That's that's unprofessional. And as big as the publishing community is, as it were, it's actually quite small. There are those of us who do, you know, our groundwork, as it were, as it relates to making opportunities, making space, inviting people into those spaces. And because we know the grind of you know making space adhering to space we try we try to make it as straightforward as possible we try to have the language in such a way that you understand what is being asked of you 
that you understand that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay. And it, it, it's completely okay to ask questions. If you don't understand what a release says, what a particular contest, uh, fine print says, you have every, you have all power to ask questions and, you know, using the common sense thing, if you don't understand it, don't want to Google it, don't enter it. I say these things because this mistake I keep seeing happen often. And it is, and at this point, it feels like some, some writers are just doing this to be obtuse. If you submit a work to an entity, read the release. If you don't want to submit to an entity, don't, just don't be involved. If you decide that you want to, you know, join an anthology, submit the, submit the, submit your work to a podcast, i.e. podcast like Night Light, shouts to uh, my girl, Tanya Ransom. Read the release. It will help you in the long run. You, it, until you get picked up, if that be your desire, by traditional publishing, you are going to have to be cognizant enough to read through everything and ask questions. And the crucial thing about that is and should be, will I retain writer credit? Will I retain my copyright? Or if my work is included in an anthology or this project, do I retain writer credit? Can I credit this on my writer resume? You must be the driving force and your own advocate. Don't come to people later on saying, well, you know, I didn't know and I didn't understand. You have every opportunity before you commit and fulfill your portion of this process to ask every question that you need. And it is, I cannot, I feel like I cannot stress this enough that you must protect your intellectual property like you would a child or someone dear to you. If you don't, if you happen not to be a parent, you're going to have to protect it, which means you have to be cognizant of all the threats to it. For writers, our greatest threat is theft. You know, we know imitation is is the most sincerest form of flattery. That's awesome. But theft? Nah, we can't handle that over here. Remember to read your releases. Remember to ask your questions, because, again, if you don't protect your work, Trust me, no one else will. The time has come to leave you to your thoughts and words. The hope is that what was shared in this space was encouraging, empowering, and a catalyst to write. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC for all audio production and mixing. All business inquiries and advertising inquiries can be sent to circle the writer's block at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined to support the work of this podcast to continue to fight erasure of black and minority writers, consider supporting through Cash App at dollar sign J-B-H-W-R-I-T-E-S. That's J-B-H Writes. Or PayPal at S-G-L-L-C dot one zero three eight at yahoo.com. We will see you next time when we circle the blog.